You're listening to the Let's Talk Knicks podcast. Follow us on Instagram at let's underscore talk underscore Knicks or on Twitter at Let's Talk Knicks. Jason Talbot, and with me, of course, none other than Marcus Chinqui. How the hell are you, Marcus? Oh, we're doing all right. It's, uh, what do we got, a Sunday, Sunday morning here? NFL is back. Uh, NBA bubble taking form. Seeing the cream of the crop rise to the top. Uh... (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'm doing, I'm doing all right. Feeling a little Not quiet bad. in you this morning, huh? Just right, right out of the gate. Okay, a little rhyme time. Well, why not? You know, uh, we are recording on this wonderful Sunday morning, so uh, football has not kicked off yet. It did on Thursday, but sports are back. Feeling good. There were some college games on on Saturday. College football. I didn't really watch. Was but there? I didn't even it felt, see it. Yeah. It was good. A little, a little sense of normalcy. You, you, you gotta like it a little bit. Uh, yeah, there was a day, I think it was Thursday, that like every major sport was all playing on the same day, something like that. They had NFL, yep, we had some hockey, NBA, MLS, uh, a little US Open, everything. Uh, there might have been some golf going on. I don't know. It was all happening. Crazy. It thing. was all happening. There was some golf going on. It's uh, it's good. As I said, really good to have some normalcy. Sports are back. The bubble is hot. Real hot. We're going to talk some about that today. Uh, Breen is hot. Jackson, Van Gundy, Doris, everybody getting in on the mix. But it's Let's Talk Knicks podcast, so we are going to kick it off with some Knicks news. I don't really want to say there's news. There, it's a, it's the off season for the Knicks, but there, there's some news. There's always let's, some news. <laughs> let's just get it out of the way and lead it off. Kevin Durant. Now you're probably asking, you Jason, <laughs> Jason, Kevin Durant isn't on the Knicks. Why would that be Knicks news? He has some words. And apparently J.J. Redick has a podcast. I think that's the other <laughs> the other bit of news that's, here. That, that's the one other learning we found out from this is that J.J. Redick has a podcast. But I'm, I'm just going to go, if you don't mind, I'm going to go ahead and read the quote, because I, I saw some snippets of the, the quote. I was able to get the whole thing. I'm going to read it, and then we're going to talk about it. Fair? I'd like to hear, because I actually didn't see the entire quote. I got so, snippets. So he was asked about, uh, you know, becoming the, the savior of the Knicks, or I, I don't really know the question, but but here was his answer. I think when you hear the answer, it was obviously about going to the Knicks, and here was his answer. No, I never planned on it, going to the Knicks. That was just the media putting that out there. I think the media just hyped it up and wanted to create drama around our team so much and around me that they made up this Knicks thing. Sounds about right. So around February, as I was thinking, I didn't want to be the savior of the Knicks in New York. I didn't care about being the king of New York. That never really moved me. I didn't care about being on Broadway or that shit. I just wanted to go ball and go to the crib and chill. So I felt like... That's what Brooklyn embodied, and I wanted to live in New York. So I felt like Brooklyn was what I'm all about. Chill, on the low, all black, everything. We quiet. We just focused on basketball. There's no show when you come to our games. No Madison Square Garden Mecca. All of that shit. We're just going to hoop and build something new in Brooklyn. I felt that way in February, leading up to March, and then once free agency hit, was time. (laughs) I got to – I mean – what. when I first heard the quote about it, I was like, why is KD saying this stuff? And I, and I just put it aside. I didn't think anything of it. Had a little bit more time to think about it. And I'm just like, you know what? Someone probably asked him. He was answering a question. So there was context to it. And then when I read the whole thing, it doesn't surprise me. It sounds like KD. I don't think it's actually that much of a knock on the Knicks. It more of just speaks to him. And his personality, Brooklyn's a better fit. 
But at the same time, like Kevin Durant is so inconsistent about the things that he says. I mean, you go from OKC where it's nice and quiet to Golden State, the you know it, it's not the media capital of the world, but all cameras, all eyes are on Golden State. His move going there, you know, and just the way it happened, how they got knocked out. So like you know, you're going to get so much media. Um, so now it, it just seems like Durant's a little all over the place. So I just want to get this out of my mind and pretend I never even read it because it's just it's enough already. Here's here's my here's my take. <laughs> and it was just like one of those things that yes, it's very much a Kevin Durant uh kind of quote. And now that I'm hearing it, I have I okay, I have read the whole thing. I didn't know if there was more to it that was on the podcast. Yeah. But the takeaway like a lot of people are getting from it is like, okay, so you're just letting us know that you think the Nets are lame. And that's why you want to go there. Like, nobody cares. And that's what I've been saying for years. I think both of us have been saying it. I said this. I was out with a couple friends uh, last week. And we were right by Barclays Center. And this kid's like, he's like, oh, yeah, you know, when if the Nets win a title. I'm like, no one's going to that parade. You can line up. You can block off all of Flappish Avenue. Nobody's going to care. And he's like, he's like, no, people who come. I was like, yeah, it's not real basketball fans. And that's. That's the feeling around New York City amongst basketball fans. It's they're like, yeah, Nets fans, nobody cares. And that's why he wants to go there. There's really no – I mean, I'm guessing he has some media investments that are in New York, so that's probably yeah. why he wanted to be close by. But saying like, oh, I don't want the fanfare of the – there's no show when, when at our games. Yeah, like, that's yeah, a really so, good point. So go, go play in the park. What are you going to the NBA <laughs> for, you know? It's like you found. I mean, it looks like you found the next best thing. I mean, not to throw some some shade on Brooklyn, but it, yeah, it's I mean, you stink. Like nobody, nobody cares when you go to those games, it's, unless they're playing the Knicks. That's the only time that there's like really a lot of hype going on around that team. And I guess you know, if like that's what he wants, you know, like he wants people that don't really care that he's there, then have fun, but. You know, and a lot of I saw a lot of posts coming out about how it makes people respect uh, Mellow more and Amari, guys that said they came to the team because they wanted that challenge of becoming the savior of the team, or like they wanted that pressure of of doing that. And a guy like Kevin Durant, it makes me think, yeah, I don't want him. Then you know, and Kyrie's already off. Who knows? taking geography classes and figuring out his life. But the two of them in Brooklyn, it's like, okay, I really, I'm convinced I will be really upset. One, if they actually do win a title Two, if they do that, people are actually going to this parade because I will, I'm right by Flappish Avenue. So I'd hear it and I would not be happy about it. But the most thing you're going to get is people being pissed off that the streets are closed. Like nobody's going to care. I'll just take the train to get wherever else I need to go. And I'm just, you know, not it's again, you know, it's Kevin Durant saying things just to get the Knicks in the media and the media is taking I, it and running yeah. with it. And that's all it really is. But you know, it's still something for us to I, get. A little I never thought about. about the way you said that. That's, that's a really good point. I didn't realize like how much shade he's actually throwing on the team that he's now a part of. <laughs> like he's kind of ripping on them. And at the same yeah. time, <laughs> I just also think that he's trying to get under Knicks fans skin and New York and he's, it works. He's, I mean, he's got his burner accounts. He loves this stuff. He loves trolling people and just getting under your skin. You know, I, I think even his decision to go to golden state, you know, like a lot of the, the sports analysts like to talk about oh, legacy and winning championships, this and that. Maybe he also went to golden state just cause it, he knew it was going to piss people off. Like he liked, he actually liked that. Oh, they beat us in game seven. You know, we had that series one. Yeah, I'm going to go win rings and people will say I didn't, you know, earn it as much as some of the other guys. Like maybe he likes that. Just he loves stirring the pot. Like there's go something, to Brooklyn. Yeah, that'll make people angry. off about this guy. You know, yeah. like there's something. I don't know. If I had to sit down with him, I, I don't know how I'd feel coming out of that conversation. It's just like he'd probably <laughs> say a lot of weird stuff. And 
Yeah. Maybe him and Kyrie are the perfect match. And Who knows? But You know what? I, I feel like we've already spent too much time talking about it. I don't want to. I'm over it. I'm over it. I mean, even since then, not that this is, you know, more news, but like since we last had a pod, you know, Steve Nash is now the coach yep. over there, which I think is interesting. But yeah, and, it, you know, ruffled some feathers in the in the in the media. Um, you know, we talk we talk about the Knicks. Well, what we wanted, you know, Tibbs because we wanted a guy in the locker room who's just going to walk in, take charge. You got a lot of a lot of young guys to listen to. So I actually, I kind of get the Steve Nash hire, bringing a new coach because let's be honest, you know, Kyrie and KD are pretty much going to run that team on the court. And a guy like Tibbs, not that they were going to hire him, obviously, is with the Knicks, but like you don't want a coaching personality like that in that locker room. I think you need a guy like a Steve Nash, who's a first-time coach, never done it, um, because you're less likely, I think, to clash with Kevin Durant. Uh, you know, it's like LeBron, where they're just picking out, hey, you want to be coach? Hey, sure, come on. <laughs> Why not? You know, but uh, so. I think I think I think we've talked enough uh, enough Nets. I know. Stuff. Uh, I think, yeah. Uh, not much else really. In Nick's news. The other thing I wanted to talk about. There was some reports of, you know, all of it is really hearsay. I don't know how any of this would actually be known, but I thought it was interesting. It was kind of a two part rumor. One being that Frank Nealakina is more than likely going to be a starter under Tom Thibodeau, which I always thought he would be because he seems like a very Tib type guy. Uh, you know, plays tough on defense. He'll work with him on the offensive end. Great. The big thing I would say is Tib's love for Dennis Smith Jr. I, yeah, I Hearing don't understand a lot where that's it. coming from. And... I, sure. I mean, I when I heard it, the one thing I just kept thinking was this guy must remind him of Derrick Rose because there's a lot of similarities in their game, uh, really mostly their explosiveness and how they can finish around the basket. Um, even when Derrick Rose was young, he was not a good shooter. He never really became a great shooter, uh, but he was a league MVP. So that's good. Uh, I'm pretty sure Derrick Rose played a little bit of defense. Nothing I've seen from DSJ other than that comparison of like how they cut styles of play makes me believe that he can be the next Derrick Rose. So, I mean, he's got a, and now that you said, when you said that, I was like, okay, I guess I could see kind of that just a, a shorter, really athletic point guard. And I mean, you could you saw flashes of little things like DSJ. He could make he can make a nice pass here and there. He's very explosive, getting to the basket. Can't shoot, but it's uh I don't know that he has as much command of that of the court as Derrick Rose. He did. doesn't. He doesn't. And but and maybe he's numb, that's but... maybe that's what you're what we're seeing in uh maybe that's what Tibbs is seeing. It's like maybe I could work with him. And the staff that they've put around Tibbs now is very much a development staff, yep. and guy and a couple guys he's had with him. So I think it's, I think we can give it, give it a, we give it a chance. I, believe it or not, I I agree with you. I Tibbs is coming in. If we any young guy that we have on the team, this was part of the Porzingis trade also. So you want to try to make the 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 most of it. So I am all for. Tibbs taking a shot at DSJ, um, trying to make it work. Maybe, you know, I, I still think Alfred will probably get the starting role uh, to start the season, but maybe that changes if this can work out. I'm not that optimistic about it, but I will say that this tells me two things. One thing that I kind of like that I believe with the eighth pick, the Knicks are not going to reach for a guard. They're not going to take like a Cole Anthony because, I mean, everyone says the Knicks need a guard, the Knicks need a guard, but now you have Alfred Payton and you have a guy like Dennis Smith Jr. that Tibbs is going to take a shot at trying to groom. So I think to reach for a guard at eight, because you're not going to get one of those top guys like a LaMelo um, or a uh, or a, the guy out of France, Hayes. Is it Haynes or Hayes? Hayes. 
Killian Hayes. Yeah. Yeah. So I believe that the Knicks will be more likely to go for best player available. Maybe the guy at Auburn or whoever is sitting there, maybe a wing type player, add a little muscle to the squad. So I like that because I, I, I always thought the Knicks with a pick should do that. Anyway, the other thing that worries me a little bit is older coaches getting caught in their old ways. I don't need Thibodeau to come into this team and try to remake the Bulls of old. And he's going to, you know, turn DSJ. He's going to be his old Derrick Rose and Taj Gibson's going to be on the team for the next five years. And, you know, I, I just, that's what I'm a little concerned about that. If, if I start seeing a repetition of like the NBA is a different league. Now that Bulls team, even when Tibbs coached, how well would they do in today's NBA? You know, I they, I think they'd have to make a lot of adjustments. I don't think that team was const- – they'd be good. Sure, they'd be a playoff team. It'd no still question, be pretty good. But I think today's league, you got to spread the floor more. Three-point shooting is so much more important. Tibbs got to adapt. And I, I, I mean – He said all the right things that he's going to, but – He said it all. I'm just saying. So. I'm just saying. It, there's The concern level – the needle has moved a little bit. I'm not. I'm not worried. I'm quack, totally quack, 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 Mr. Ducksworth. <laughs> I mean, we it draws we, a little uh, bit of a concern. Yeah, I mean that that was most people's concern with him coming in was that the game has passed him by, and I don't think. I mean, I've listened to him in a lot of interviews and talking on people's podcasts and stuff, and he said, you know, he's taken the last year. To just like he's gone to all these different teams and just kind of watched how they conduct things, you know. He, I'm sure, you know, he's a wizard of the game. Like he watches it constantly. That's the one thing you know about him is that he watches film like nobody else. So he's like knows the ins and outs of everything. I'm sure he knows that it's a different game now, and he understands, you know, just like how to play. And you got, but the thing is. You got to make sure you got the right personnel, and that's what's always going to be the thing. Is you got you, you need the talent to make it work. So hopefully they have a a POV on what types of guys they want to have on the team and who's going to maximize the style he wants to play. Right. Well, and and that's why I say this is the first hint at what Thibodeau might be doing, and that's that's not a great. I'm going to be optimistic. I'm going to let it play out. But for me, not a great first move or at least, uh, you know, strategic placement right here. But again, this is all rumors. Like we don't know. I don't picture the like Nick's organization and, and that staff just like blurting out things to the media. Like there's no actual story here. So I'm not really you know, that big on it. The, the other that's thing, the thing, it's oh. like, like, um, Oh, I lost it. Uh, <laughs> well, let me, lost let me bring up the, the, let me just get right into the next thing. It's kind of the oh, wait, only, I got it. Oh, I got it. Okay. <laughs> Was, hit me, hit uh, what do we got? What do we got? That like this story's coming out and I don't know that you could say it's a real knock on his plan because they're just talking about who they have on the team. So, that doesn't mean that they're not still going to make moves in free agency. Like they're just saying, like you're hearing this stuff, but they very well could get like a Fred Van Vliet or something like that. And that's, that's their starting right. point guard. You never know. And that's so, why I'm not looking too much into it. And it's just all hearsay and nothing has actually happened yet. But if I start hearing Tibbs talking about how great DSJ is and when the Knicks play, he's shooting over 10 from three and he's getting a ton of minutes and he's not playing defense and, he starts getting stubborn with a player like this that he's going to groom, but the guy just stinks. Then I'm going to, I'm going to start getting worried. I'm going to, you stink, but yeah. So the the only other thing I wanted to bring up too, was the, the Julius Randall news. And I, I I think we've kind of talked about it, but I think the latest rumor was very firm in that the Knicks number one priority is going to be getting rid of Julius Randall. And I don't know how anyone would know that, nor why would they put it out there. So I can't see it to be true. 
but I think, but I think we both agree. And, you know, we, we said last season, we've kind of been back and forth on this because we have talked about, yeah, we kind of want to move on from Julius Randle. But I think with the hiring of Tibbs, we've both kind of been warming up to the idea, kind of to what you were just talking about, maybe letting Tibbs play with Randall a little bit, see what he can bring out of him. Can he stop the spin moves? Can he, can he get Randall to control himself and realize that, hey, end of the game, get the ball to RJ. Like, you don't have to win games. We need you to rebound. We need you to hit short jumpers. We need you to body down low. Work on that three-point shot a little bit, but we're going to teach you how to play basketball kind of thing, you know? Like, you you have the tools. You just need to listen to me now. Uh, so there, there's a scenario yeah, that's where, where I can, like, I can like, see I'll Randall be, sticking around. I think, yeah, and where we might we might be okay with him staying there, but I think he just needs to get it in his head that he's not going to be the number one option. He could be a good option. But it's not the only option, and just cleaning up the game, like 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 you said, he's got the tools. It's all that we've seen it. He's got, it, but you just got to learn to maximize what he's doing. And I think we saw some of that, like early, early on, when uh, Mike Miller took over, and we we're like, oh, Julius Randle's actually playing pretty well, and he's doing the things he, that we've wanted him to do, he and nice then he stretch. went away from it again. Yeah. Yep. And he just got like that little. 15 foot baby jumper, little Kurt Thomas. Just <laughs> that's all I'm saying, man. Li- Get live there. The that's all you that's where you gotta live, man. <laughs> and I think he's got also like look at the assistant coaches again, is what I'll I'll bring up is these guys I think will have a very, very strong hand in how these uh players are coming along. And it's like, okay, if we can't if we can't get another uh another good four or five to go to, to it's a sign of free agency. Then we got Julius Randall for another year. And if anything, you trade him by the trade deadline. Cause his yep. contract is up. So that's probably more like a more likely scenario is keeping him raising his trade value. And, you know, we see what happens uh, the following year with free agency and who's available and we'll see what he turns into. So, I think we're not, is... ta- we're not kicking about we're not kicking about the door just yet. Yep, we give him a chance. Give him a chance. We're and it seems sounds like we're both on the same page here too. We just want to give the, hey, let's give this new coaching staff. Uh, let's see. Hey, you're, you're starting fresh. These none of these players on the team right now. I mean, Perry is still there, but like, what what does Tibbs want to do? We really got to see. Are a lot of rumors going to keep coming out, and we're just gonna we'll pay attention. We'll hear what the news is. We'll, we'll kind of assess, and at, at the end of the day, the season's eventually going to come, and we're going to watch these guys play, and we're going to see what new uh, strategies they implement, and that's all we can really do, you know? Uh, you know what I, I would want to say about DSJ, though, is if he wants if, if Tibbs wants him to be like his Derrick Rose, that kid's got to get in shape. He's looking a little yeah. – he's always looking a little chunky to me, he, hey. and that that physique needs a little bit of work, and I'll say this. I I got a, I got a couple of kudos out there for for uh, for Frank, and he's looking chiseled, he's looking good. <laughs> I was like, whoa, like who is this guy? You know. So if he's uh, if Frank can bring in some of these guys to work out with him, I'm all for it. We gotta go to the doctor. For I I think that <laughs> I think a lot of NBA guys, yeah, like don't get enough credit for how much work they put into themselves and into the game. Uh, you know, I can't stand when people say, oh, how much money athletes make and, you know, oh, they're making all 250K uh, a quarter. They're making so much money. It's like any professional athlete knows that they're making their money when off the court, the, non, the, 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 the eating habits, the working out, like – Nobody can do what these guys do. It is unbelievable. They dedicate their lives to the sport. And a guy like Frank, even Knox, you've seen him doing some work. Mitch, all those guys. Like these young guys are working hard and putting in the minutes. And a guy like Frank, it's all, it hasn't really been that long, you know, maybe six months, but 
damn, dude, you know, you look good, man. You, you look good, Frank. You're looking real good. So that's what I was just like, I, I saw like oh, the back muscles. I see those triceps. The arms are getting are getting cut up. I'm like, all right, all right. If he wants to start binding up people down there, you got to take it to the hole. That's what that's what I'm going to be impressed by. Is you see all that upper body is finally starting to fill out. And that's all you it's can like, all right, he'll be attack. He'll be attacking the rim. And that's what I want him to do. That's what everyone's been telling him to do. Mm-hmm. It just get to the basket, man. Just take a hit. So I think he's ready. I hope he's ready. I want I think, him to be ready. I hope I hope we see a jump. Yeah, that strength in every year. He's gonna get he's gonna get stronger and stronger. Still a very young man. Trust the process. And I I expect I mean, we don't come on. I, I don't I don't gotta talk about Frank more than I already do. I I think I've already committed. We I, I kind of I texted you that it might be time I get the Frank T. I think I it, it, it's about time. I've been talking this guy up since uh, draft night. Yeah, since, since day one, just go, it's just, just go, go for it. You know, you know what it is, good. man. Every time, and it's just like being a Nick fan. As soon as you buy that swag, it's the curse. The, She's the only, <laughs> the only guy that I've ever bought uh, some merch for that that worked out fine was Alan Houston. Um, but one could argue I mean, those knees didn't really work out. Yeah, it's like I, <laughs> I got the the jersey and then you know that big contract. Then next thing I know, he's running point guard, and it was just it was a disaster um, after that. So yeah, maybe it's just I think there. I mean, the last twenty years, I'm trying to think if you did get a certain player, who were you like? Oh, that worked out well. Mello. Uh, I mean, I guess Mello's probably the only one I'd say. I got at least a good couple years out of it. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'll still wear it now and not feel bad about it. Yeah. Yeah. Those poor Zingas jerseys. Ugh. Tyson got, Chandler, maybe a little bit. It's kind of that that little run they had. Maybe a Raymond Felton. Honestly, that might be your best bet. <laughs> got, the, got the Bill Walker jersey. I mean, I feel jersey. great about my Amari jersey. Yeah. <laughs> your, your Bill Walker jersey no- in, the, in the back of the closet. <laughs> I got I got no issues with my with my Amari jersey. Oh man, well, that's really it for Knicks. That uh, that took a little longer than I thought. Wow, always Knicks stuff to talk about. I mean, that's it why was, that's yeah, why we got the Let's Talk Knicks podcast because there's always Knicks stuff to to talk about. So, the bubble, Marcus and I. There was a lot of flip flopping, especially in the Eastern Conference picks of this year. I landed on the Milwaukee Bucks, who got shellacked by the Miami Heat. Can't stand you. And your Toronto Raptors, you had the Celtics. You switched to the Raptors. The Raptors put up a hell of a fight. Yep. That series never should have went to seven games. Uh, Celtics let two games get away from them, one of which I believe the refs were very helpful in uh, leading up to the Raptors victory. Tony brothers, man. Everybody hates that guy. I don't know why he's allowed to ref games. Uh, it's just horrible. It's, it's horrendous. Uh, some of the calls and just what is going on. I mean, I don't know. You're a professional NBA ref, like a bad call here and there. I get it. But when you're letting your officiating towards the end of games, like affect outcomes, that's what I don't like that. That's, that's really your one job as a ref. Uh, so, I mean, I don't want to get into where's Giannis going, this and that. You know, he's obviously going to come to the Knicks. Like, don't, you know, every Knicks fan's holding out. But, I mean, what any just initial reactions. The West is about wh- where we thought it would be. You know, big Clippers-Denver game six, uh, I think, coming up Sunday night. Uh, so, I think it'll be Clippers-Lakers. I think that's what we all want to see. I'm super stoked for that. I really want to just talk about the East for today. I mean, I hit, hit on your Raptors and Celtics. Like were, were you thinking as the season series was going right away that you were like, damn, why did I switch? Was that your immediate reaction or were you, were you uh, thinking yeah. the Raptors were going to steal it <laughs> and win it in seven? I mean, I, I like I told you, I was like, at least I have it on, on record that I did initially pick the Celtics, but, and reasons why I picked the Celtics. I blame, I blame Roger. For uh, for for switching my mind, but <laughs> kidding. But uh, I, there were oh, some oh, points where oh, I was hold like, "Hold on, one second. By the way, shout out to Roger Fish. Just had his baby boy, healthy, adorable. Family's doing great. Just want to say, hey, Raj, <laughs> how you doing? <laughs> hey, Raj. Shout out to Raj, Jen, 
Corbin? Yeah, ter- That's the, not nice. The, the, young, the young man? We said we were going to do it in the beginning, and we totally left Raj out. So sorry about that. Back I was going to bring it up at the end. But <laughs> oh, sorry. I was, was going to give him a closing shout. But, uh, and I lost it again. I, I forget what I was talking about. Oh, yeah. Raptors so Celtics. Like, you know, Raptors Celtics. I did kind of think Toronto could have squeaked it out, but and you know they gave it the old college try. At least they didn't go down in a whimper, you know, like that was a tight series. Uh but I think the Celtics like and why I initially picked them, they're just a hard hard working team. And I hate that it's coming down to like Boston and Miami. I know. But even worse would have been like Miami and Indiana again, but you know, two two teams that we and two cities we just cannot get behind. But the styles that they play could be very, very interesting in in a matchup. And I don't know that this goes maybe it could it could easily go six or seven games. And I would go out and say I think the Celtics win this one. And go on to the finals. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm with the Celtics. Also, I think it's going to be. I'm expecting seven games. I think it's going to be so close. I think either team. I'm leaning like 51 percent Boston. I just think I, you know, I, I'm pretty sure I mentioned too in an earlier cast. You know, I picked the Bucks, and I said I was not confident about the Bucks pick right off the bat, and I was right. It was kind of a cop out of like I. I could see it being Boston. I said, watch out for Miami. I I honestly didn't really believe too much in Toronto, uh, but, you know, they're missing that Kawhi piece. That That's really, they just need needed that extra little bump. And if Siakam showed up, he just got, a, I think he He's got a, one, yeah. a little bit. I think he went up against like a Jalen Brown who was locking him down. That Celtics team, man, the Jason Tatum, Kemba Walker, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, they are fun to watch. They're young. They're great. I, man, why can't I love Marcus Knicks Smart, I wish, I, like... I wish those guys were wearing Knicks jerseys because they are just a fun team to watch, and I hate the Celtics, and I hated going to the TV Garden when I lived in Boston. I just hate that stadium. I, I, you know, <laughs> I, I just, you know. And I said, too, when Gordon Hayward went down, that that was the best thing that could have happened to the Celtics because a lot of people were saying, oh, where are they going to get that 17 points a game now? And I'm thinking to myself, they're going to get more. like three now guys Tatum, that can get them. Now Tatum, Brown, Walker, Smart, they don't have to pass the ball to Gordon. So they're going to score. Like it's, it's, that, it's that simple. So their depth you worry about a little bit with Boston, whereas Miami is actually like sneaky deep. They have so many shooters. Jimmy Butler, kudos to that guy. Guy gets no credit ever. He's that undrafted guy that just, you know, he's forgotten. He doesn't get enough credit. And, and with who, him who and all those shooters, that foundation? Tom uh, Thibodeau. I will say, too, the bubble is playing into the advantage of these teams who can shoot. Uh, NBA shooting percentages are up. No fans. Uh having the kind of blacked out behind the basket, you know, they got some screens, but you don't have that depth of the big arenas. So guys are shooting better plays well to those two teams. Uh, I expect a hell of a series. I, I'm going to pick Boston cause they've just been playing so great, but honestly it would not surprise me to see the Miami heat. Miami could win this series in five and it wouldn't shock me as much as I'm saying Boston in seven. Like I, I think Miami is, they're legit, and I think whichever team wins will ultimately lose to the Los Angeles Lakers in the finals. So, um, so well, at least you still you still have the Lakers. I yeah. have the Clippers. So it's really going to be. So we'll see what comes out of that that the, matchup. Yeah, for that fresh pair of me on these, I was I was thinking about we could each pick a Boston and a Miami team if it worked out that way. But no, I want to I want to keep the bet as is. It's it's lining up. Uh, to be pretty well. And honestly, I don't know. Denver, could Denver win two more against the Clippers? It, 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 That's the last night. Uh, Jeff, he was, <laughs> he immediately had, uh, got to talking about uh, LA Clippers and the Lakers going up. And they're like, wait, did you just crown the Clippers winner of that series? You just forget. He's like, uh, yeah, 
yeah, I did. <laughs> He's like, my bad. Yeah. I just got everyone just assumes that the Clippers are going to win, but I think they Denver's will. Denver's put up. They put up a fight. I think the Clippers more like they, yeah, they gave up a 16 point lead the other night, but Denver, they can hit shots. Man, yeah. they can. Jamal Murray is going to get them and keep them close. Him and Jokic are going to keep them in the game. And now that you got uh, MPJ talking uh, talking trash yep. to the media, you know he's got to watch himself. I don't know, but but he came up big he, in the, in the last game. That's so. what I was going to say. It's like you know, if you talk it, you just better back it up. And he was playing bad all game, but then at the end of the game. I, when he took that three, I said to myself, it was kind of like, ooh, should he be taking that? But when it went in, I was like, okay. I'm like, if you miss that, your team's going to hate you, dude. <laughs> like, um, but he's, you know, I, I already declared MPJ a 10-time um, all-star, I think, a couple of podcasts ago. <laughs> but he's, dude, yeah, he's he's going to be a good player. He's good, though. He's offensively. I mean, he's got what is he? Twenty years old, double double machine. And given it, he's also a product of a team that already has Yo, uh, the Joker has you know Jamal Murray. Uh, they have a lot of good players, so it's a little bit less pressure. Where if he was on a bad team, you know, he'd have to do more. Um, but yeah, we'd see those flaws if he was on the Knicks. It's uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He would actually be a uh, really nice fit for the Knicks, actually. A four who could spread the floor. You got sure, Mitch Town. Sure <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A lot of guys would, I guess. Um, yeah, man. So hopefully, I think the Clippers, we're recording this on a Sunday. The Clippers and the Nuggets do play tonight. So that series is could end. And we, yeah. we, yep. It is, at, oh, it's uh, 1 p.m. actually today. So, no, I thought it was an early game. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, by the time you're listening to this, it could be. Clippers, Lakers, we got NFL today. Uh, when you're listening to this, the NFL would have happened, but we're we're very excited um, to kick off Jets, the NFL. Uh, who do you have? Say? Who's your local game on CBS out there? Lions, Bears. That's the only game. <laughs> Literally, I mean, you, you're not even going to give me a CBS game to to watch. I, it's ridiculous. Um, Luckily, I have uh, Red Zone for free week one, so I will be watching Red Zone because there is no chance in hell the first football oh, game yeah, of the season I'm going to be watching the Bears play because, the Lions. Uh, so I got uh, I'm on I'm on YouTube TV. Yeah, now, so they're so. they're giving Red Zone uh, for free week one. So I, okay. I appreciate it. The uh, I, I was going to say you know it is the f- football. You're a Giant fan. I'm a Jets fan. Wanted you to give your your. Giants record prediction for the season. Um, just to see how you're feeling. Because we do you know, we do love our football. The, it's, it's the first time in a while that I haven't really paid attention to NFL. Like I, I like I mentioned a couple weeks ago, like I forgot that the NFL was even coming back, like when it was coming back. So now that we're here, um you know, Mike, you always say the Giants fans are like unnecessarily optimistic about oh, things. Constantly. <laughs> I, have, I have no idea. It's an irrational uh, uh, optimism we have. I'll give them eight and eight. I'm going to, I'll combat that with a six and 10 for the giants. I, I think they'll take some steps forward, but I think they just have a very tough schedule to start the season. So they'll finish out. I could see them losing their first, you know, four or so games and then, uh, but they'll win some, I, I like six and 10. I, I almost went seven and nine. Um, maybe. I'll stick with six and ten. I'm a Jet fan. I'll, I'll give you the ten losses. Uh, the Jets, on the other hand, oh, man, it's just so frustrating because I love Sam Darnold. I think he's an excellent talent. He just and I, I'm so happy he's so young because the Jets just. I don't like Adam Gase. I don't like their receivers. Four and twelve. Ooh! Wow, four. You know, and you know, uh, you know. Give me five and eleven. I'll bump them up. Um, I'm sorry, Jets. And maybe they could sneak to a six and ten. Maybe even seven and nine. I just—they're not going to get to eight and eight. 
They'll, they'll, they'll win some close games, but they just have no one to throw to, and their defense is annihilated. They lost Adams. They lost C.J. Mosley opted out. It's just uh, – Who do you think wins that division this year? Do you think the Pats still – You know, I – Still take it? Probably. I think it's between them and the Bills. I think the Bills are actually pretty for real this year. I was going to say, they might be – That is that who they're playing today? Yes. Yes, they are. <laughs> so I'll take the Pats. I'm not going to, you know, they were still really good last year and you switch out Tom Brady for Cam Newton. So Cam Newton's pretty good too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's here the enthusiasm, but I'm, I'm more excited for just football in general than New York football teams this year. Um, I, I love mean, we got some- two games. I got a, uh- we have the Jets, Jets Bills on CBS, and then the Fox game is the Eagles and, and the Washington and football team. The Washington, oh man, I almost said the which the I want team. no part of watching that yeah, game because I hate both of them. That's pretty but, awful. <laughs> so I'll, I'll I'll watch that Jets game and then a little U.S. Open final probably, um, and then oh Tampa Bay and uh, New Orleans is the four o'clock game. You guys, you get, you at least get that one out there, right? Yeah, Game I think we got the, I get the Chargers. There's two games, right? The Chargers, Bengals, and the, yeah. There's, there's only a couple four o'clock games, and those are on TV. So I don't, you know, the one o'clock's prime time, DFS lineups, you know, fantasy football, and I got the the Bears and the Lions. It's just uh, Mitch Trubisky. Oh my god! It's so I upsetting. mean, now that I'm, you got. Now that you got that second monitor, I'd say throw on Ooh. go on Reddit and just pop the games on there. It's not That'd a bad be. idea. I'll you know I'm just gonna rock with Red Zone. I'm gonna I'm gonna fire it up. I got some other things going on, but you know I, I'm excited, man. I'm excited. Sunday. It's Sunday. Uh, I was gonna actually ask your opinion uh, before we go of what to eat while watching. So the wife's at work. Ooh. Typically, this would be a time where I'd walk to the local B-dubs, grab a seat at the bar, ask them to put the jet game on. I'd probably sit by myself and everybody would be like, yo, can we turn this TV? And they'll be sorry that gentleman over there has requested this because <laughs> he got here early. Uh, make a few enemies. And I probably – today feels like a boneless type of day. And I, I, I Okay, feel- okay. I'm glad you said that because <laughs> I, want to bring so- I want to bring something up. And this is a – this I is just a, craving, uh, I haven't, interesting. I, I switched over I to wings, I, and I, I'm craving boneless, and I know I'm going to feel sick after. But okay, I don't think I sent this to you. I may have actually sent this to Roger, but there was a friend of mine sent me this video that was a guy in, I think he was in Nebraska, maybe or like somewhere in the Midwest, that was pleading to the local government to get rid of the term boneless wings. Because it makes no sense. And I've been saying this for a long time. Because like it's not a wing. It's just chicken tenders with buffalo sauce on it. And I literally got in a fight with my wife about this this morning. <laughs> and I because have, it's like I a have your thing. It's a great debate. I have. I, and this is, this is the, Where does she stand? This is the best way to close it. So she thinks stop calling them boneless wings. She is in your camp. I feel like I agree with her on a lot of food takes that she has. but Yeah, she gets mad at me yeah. about a lot of food takes that I have. But you know what? This is uh, someone I follow on Twitter. Won't get too into it. But I, I love this, this uh, description of the chicken world right here. Okay, you ready? This is going to clear it all up. And I also have another talking point about this. It's a perfect way to end the show. I love this. Popcorn chicken is one bite. Boneless wings are two bites. Tenders or strips are three plus bites and nuggets are ground or otherwise processed. And that is your chicken kind of, you know, chart of tender type bites. I don't even know how to like describe this little uh, setup we got here. But here's my other thing. Why boneless wings are okay and why you can call them that. When you order boneless wings... It's always it, and it's always been introduced as this. It is the alternative to the wings. You wouldn't make popcorn chicken 
at a restaurant and an alternative to wings. And chicken tenders are also, as we've learned from this little chart, too big. The boneless wing size and consistency is of that of a wing. So that is where it gets the boneless wings kind of title. I do understand where you're coming from, that it really has no reason to be called a wing because it's not a wing. It's just a boneless. Not a wing. It's, it's But it's at the same like they time. Took the wings and took the bones out. It's not a nugget. It, it's a chicken breast. It's not a nugget because it's not processed. It's not a tender or a strip because it's not big enough. It's too small. And it's too so That's because it, they take the chicken breast. Okay, and it, they, it's cut from the breast. That's the thing. So chicken chicken tenders are sliced from the breast. The boneless wings they probably just take a chicken tender and cut it in half. It is well, it's the so same. It's the same thing. meat, isn't it? But so is popcorn yeah. chicken. Popcorn chicken's the same way. I don't know where they get popcorn chicken from. Yeah, it's, it's the same thing. Same thing. They just cut. They just cut it up smaller. It's a size, thing. but but again, it's not calling it a wing. It's popcorn chicken. It's, it's more, just making it's, reference to it being small. As I said, it's more of a reference. It's a reference to the size of it, not the fact that it's a wing. So I think the, so the, don't call the anti-boneless the- <laughs> wings people need to just relax because it's it's the alternative to the chicken wing when you go to a restaurant and you order, hey, do you want to get chicken wings? No, I don't really want the, you know, dark meat on the bone. Oh, so you want some boneless wings. You want the white meat and there's no bone. Yeah. It's it's not about it being a wing. It's about these are the two choices that you have. Well, and that's the guy's point it's like, is that he wants to change the name of it because it has no connection to the – it's funny. He's like his final what's, point what's was his like – What's you can, He's like you could call it – I don't know. You could call it like – Spicy nugs, or just call no, it trash because that's all nugget. it is. Yeah, <laughs> see, that's the problem. It's not a nugget. It's not a nugget. Well, he had a whole bunch of different names that it didn't have anything to do with nuggets. Well, I don't remember what he was saying, but he just had a bunch of alternative yeah, names for it I'm, that had nothing to do with wings. It's a boneless wing it's a because boneless it's not a wing. Oh, t- uh, it's not a wing. It it's it's not. <laughs> but that's not why you call it that. It's a reference to the size. And the but then just don't call it a wing, like. You can come up. We I'm can saying, find wait, another name if, for it. If someone, hey, if you can provide that new name that makes sense, I'll accept it. But calling it anything so, with okay. a nugget or a strip or a tender or popcorn, no, those are all out because it doesn't it doesn't fit that criteria. Those things already exist. But depending on where you go, you can ask for boneless wings and you will get tenders with which I can't buffalo. stand. I and how angry and it's the same as size. a boneless wings eater that makes me nuts because it's like. I would have ordered chicken tenders with buffalo sauce if I wanted that. I ordered a boneless wing, and I want that size, that two-bite. It's got that certain batter, too, a little bit thick, kind of that popcorn chicken realm, too. It's not, you know, you batter up a chicken tender. A good chicken tender is different than, uh, you know, a boneless wing. I'm talking about those those tenders from Popeyes, the way they bred that just right, or KFC. A boneless tender got a little more crunch. I mean, a boneless wing got a little more crunch. It's a uh, it's 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 its own thing, man. It's its own creation. I, boneless yeah, wings are legit. It's legit. I, I I can't. I was never a boneless guy. I can't do it. I like a bone. I like to suck on the bone. Yeah, pull I, it out. You know? I told you the only reason I'm craving them too is because I. I I've been. I switched over to the wing. I finally. I. I kicked the habit. I quit. Uh, cold turkey. I was just off, and it's. But the question now is: Do I? Do I really do the whole pickup order? Do I drive to B Dubs and I wait for my bag? I get home. They're cold. I'm sad, and I go. Why did I order boneless? I spent forty dollars. Well, how far away is, is the is the B Dubs? Two minute drive. <laughs> yeah, so call them before. You just go get it. You bring it home. Everything's still hot. Sick by four. That's not o'clock. a bad idea. A little B Dubs because there's one not too far that does deliver here. I actually really like B Dubs fries. I don't know what it is. Oh, I like the they chips. Just, like, taste Buffalo a little chips, different yeah. from from uh, other sure. French fry places, and I'm just like these are actually really good. Whether they're warm or really hot, it all works for me. So I got to say, I don't really know who won that debate. But that that would be my only my only advice to you. <laughs> That's probably is, the most heated debate we've yeah, ever had. <laughs> I, the, my only advice to you is calling it a boneless wing 
it's not meant to pretend that this is actually a win. Like popcorn chicken, there's nothing popcorn about it. It's not the size of a piece of popcorn, literally. It's I mean, definitely would, bigger than a popcorn be okay. it's, it's I would be the, okay with just saying boneless. Just take boneless the wing chicken? off and just say... Just give me a, just give me some boneless. Oh, and I do that. I, I've 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 dropped the wing sometimes. Yo, I could go for some boneless right now. Use that all the time. Drop the wing. Just call it boneless. I just gotta hey, wait we, for like. Can we call? I'm that? okay with. It. I I think boneless wings are now buffalo boneless. But the problem is, is that the only way that works again, like you know, at B Dubs, you have the traditional on one side of the menu and the boneless on the other, and they're right next to each other. You have to boneless has to be next to wings because if it's just like you're going down, you're like, oh, should I get the garden salad? Uh, you know, I can get the soup or I can get boneless. I'm just like, bone what? Like, oh, I mean, yeah, it'd be in the chicken. Gotta be section. in context. But if it's boneless <laughs> wings, I know it's chicken. I, I, I just and I know it's not a wing. I mean, we all know it's not like someone's scraping the meat off of a chicken wing and putting them into you know the deep fryer. We we get that. They could, uh, you know, so. Then I'd be on board. I'd say, okay. It's supposed boneless. to be like you pick up a wing. I mean, you could, you know, you could pick up the boneless if you want. You don't, you know, I fork and knife it. I just, uh, to all the, the boneless wings haters out there, just understand the boneless wing is not trying to be a wing. And we're very sorry. The boneless wing community is sorry that we took the wing name, but it's more to just clarify the space in which it lives in the wing space, the size of the chicken. For the people who don't want bone, they don't want bone in. Hey, I'm a chicken breast guy, you know? When Thanksgiving comes, some people are grabbing the legs, some people are going for white meat. It's just I'm all for that. I'm all for that leg. You know? So you're like, I'm a I'm the the breast meat guy. I'm the white meat all day, you know? Breast, legs, whatever. Breast, whatever, whatever. <laughs> oh god. Oh man. I don't know if this made me hungrier or less hungry. I don't know. Now I'm just <laughs> I'm just all worked up. I'm definitely gonna get beat dubs and be sick. All right, we'll call it a tie. Um, I know you feel like you won and I lost. All the wing people are yelling at me, unsubscribing. I'm sorry. We'll put a post up and let's see uh, see where people land on this yeah. one. I you know there's not let's a lot of people fighting going. for the boneless wing community. Uh, it's mostly on the other side, so I want to be the voice for the. Uh, for the minority here, for the, the people who need a voice, you know? All right, Marcus, enjoy your Sunday. Uh, Giants play Monday night, right? Yeah. So you got, yeah. So I might get some wings tomorrow. Nice. Save it. All. <laughs> all right. This has been, Ooh, episode 45. Yep. Sounded like a question, but it is a matter of fact. This has been episode 45 of Let's Talk Knicks. You could follow me on Twitter at Chase. Oh my God, I forgot. My God. Uh, you can follow me at Twitter. You can follow Marcus at mchinqui or follow the Let's Talk Knicks podcast at Let's Talk Knicks on Twitter or at Let's underscore talk underscore Knicks on Instagram. This has been episode 35. 45. 45. You know what? I'm hungry. I just, I just saw some wings. I just saw some wings. All right. I'm getting the hell out of here. We'll talk. <laughs>